My daughter chose her real dad over me for years, so I refused to walk her down the aisle. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. My daughter, 26-year-old female, and I haven't spoken in years. When she was 15, we found out she wasn't my biological daughter, and my wife had cheated on me years ago with a friend. As it turns out, this so-called friend was suddenly interested in playing dad. My wife and I divorced. My daughter learned the truth, and I told her I still loved her no matter what. Of course, she was interested in now getting to know her biological father, and while it hurt, I tried to accept that. She started pulling away from me after that. Even when still trying to do things together as a family, she was no longer interested. The last straw was when she was 20 and living at my house. We were arguing because she dropped some of her college courses, hasn't done anything for three months, and was mad because I told her she either needed to go to school or work if she wanted to stay here for free. She told me that I'm not her real dad so stop pretending like I am, and she'll just go stay with her real father. That broke me honestly, but I told her if that's how she really feels then there's nothing left to say between us. And she did move out to go live with him. I was depressed for a very long time, and drank quite a bit. My son, 24-year-old male, was my only reason to keep moving forward. For the first couple years, I reached out to my daughter. She wanted no contact. I learned to accept that and moved on. It helped me find more peace in my life. My son stopped talking to her for a while over this and was angry with her as well. They still chat sometimes, which doesn't bother me at all. Through him, I learned her biological father died in October 2019. Also that she's engaged. She reached out to me and first said that she knows we haven't talked in a while, but wants to ask me if I'd be willing to walk her down the aisle. After a pretty long message about how she hurt me in the past with her actions, I told her no. She didn't want me to be her father anymore, so I learned to no longer view her as my daughter. This turned into a fight between us, because according to her, it's not her fault she wanted to know her real dad. And I agree with her. It's not. But what was her fault was how she treated me ever since. In my mind, I know if he hadn't passed, we wouldn't even be speaking right now. It ended with telling her, I hope she enjoys her wedding, but I want no part of it or her life. My sons told me she's ranting to my family that I'm ruining her day, and she thought parents are supposed to love their kids unconditionally. My brothers seem to think now that I'm being a jerk and this is my chance to be in her life again. But I have no interest in that. Still seems everyone has a strong opinion on it, that I'm making it difficult for my daughter to have the wedding she wants when it would mean a lot to her. My son is on my side, but the comments are still wearing me down, and just for the sake of my own sanity, am I being the jerk? There's quite a bit to unpack in this one. First of all, I don't think you're being a jerk. You're justified in how you feel. I completely understand how her behavior and words could hurt you after such a long time of caring for her. What I will say is she was only 20 years old. She thinks that she understands how the world works at that point, but doesn't realize that she's still just a kid. The only issue is from what I'm reading in this post, there was no attempt at a real apology from her here. She just wants you to play the role of her dad again. If there was a genuine apology on her part, I could understand being a little more hurt that you didn't want to do it. But she has to understand how much she hurt you, and how her actions affected you. It's not something you can easily undo. I tried to help a random jerk, until I learned he was a jerk. 
Short and sweet, I was waiting in line at the bank. This was in the throes of the pandemic, so they had us line up outside. Not a problem. This particular day, it was a bit windy. Again, not a problem for me. A guy gets out of his car, check in hand. You know where this is going. The wind whips the check from his hands and somehow I managed to step on it as it scooted by me. I wasn't really expecting a thank you to be honest, but what I definitely wasn't expecting was the guy chewing me out for dirtying up his check. Thanks for stepping on my check, the bank probably won't accept it now. Call me a jerk, but I lifted my foot up and let it blow away in the wind down the street and said, well, they definitely won't accept it now. The guy flipped his lid as he was chasing it down the street, and I got called up as next in line. Sorry, not sorry. Um, yeah, dude, sorry, this guy actually just saved your butt and you're gonna give him a hard time? No, you completely deserve this. Next time, just learn to say thank you. Entitled Slacker wants us to do the work for him, so I tell him we will. I just finished a big group project worth about 30% of our total grade. The groups were selected for us, so I didn't know anyone beforehand. So like any other group, there's always a slacker who just piggybacks off everyone else's work. This project spanned the entire length of the term, and this slacker just did the absolute bare minimum or nothing at all for each of our deliverables. So here comes the end of term, and we have to submit our final report, which had to include a video demo of our app, and this made up a significant portion of the marks. Of course, the slacker puts it off to the last possible minute to tell us he's not home and will be busy the day of the submission. Our group was planning to record the last day because the rest of the project had to be finished to demo it. So obviously I'm peeved, cause this dude is just being a huge pain. But I tell him, it's all good man, we'll just cover your part in the demo. He happily agrees as he won't have to do anything once again. Here's the kicker. In the requirements of the demo, every member has to be in the recording or you won't get any marks for that portion. Clearly this guy didn't read the rubric and so he thinks he's getting a good deal. If you didn't participate in the demo, you get a zero for that portion. Bet this guy is going to be confused why his marks are so much lower than the rest of us. But I'll leave it to you guys. Am I being a jerk about this? As far as I'm concerned, this guy's gonna be getting the grade that he's earned. It's not up to you to get him through this class. That's entirely on him. He's the one who's decided to waste time and try and float by. So he's gonna get a grade that reflects that. It's not fair if you have to do all the work and he gets the same grade without having to do anything. That's not how group projects work. I told a girl she needs to see a doctor instead of picking up the cues that she was actually hitting on me. This was about three years back and it hit me like a truck while I was watching TV today. I met this girl at a camping event and we hit it off pretty well. I was pretty religious at the time and took the whole no sex before marriage rule to heart. Dating wasn't allowed into my family until you hit 18 and I was 17 at the time. The reason I'm saying this is to explain why I was dense and didn't notice any of the hints. Back to the story. We hit it off at camping and by the end of the trip she asked for my Instagram, to which I replied, I don't use Instagram. Then she asked for my Snapchat. I don't have Snapchat either. Finally she asked, what do you use? And I told her Facebook. You'd think her going out of her way to add me on a platform she hasn't used in years would be a hint. But no. I'm just there thinking, at least she'll get to know how good Messenger is now. Fast forward about two weeks and we've been talking consistently for a while now. And she's been subtly mentioning all these ideal dating spots in the city. 
All I could do was reply, wow, looks like a great spot. Let me know how it is if you ever go there. At this point, she went for the Hail Mary. She sent me a picture of her thigh pointing out a mole that she hasn't noticed before. I went into diagnosis mode and told her, Google says it could either be a mole or cancer. She laughed, thinking I was joking, I wasn't, and asked if I was free for a video call. I answered the call and there she was, naked in a towel with the camera zoomed in on her cleavage. And she says, I noticed a mole right here too, as she points the camera right above her nipple and almost slips the towel. Me, being the dumbo I am, respond, hate to break it to you, but I ain't a doctor. If you're worried about it, you should really have it checked out. The call ended abruptly afterwards, and she stopped messaging me after that day for a week. Then she blocked me. I was dumbfounded and thought, if she really hates being my friend that much, then she should have at least had the decency to be upfront about it. Fast forward to today while I was sitting at my place watching Netflix when out of nowhere this flashback hits me like a truck, carrying years worth of my obliviousness. I wasn't trying to be a jerk, but I think I kind of came off as one. Oh, I'm sure she thought you were a massive jerk, but at the end of the day, you just didn't know any better. It's honestly just a funny story. I don't think it's anything that you really need to feel bad about. That's not your fault that you didn't learn to pick up on these cues until later in life. Mind you, she was being pretty obvious about it, so a little bit of it is on you. I would just consider it a missed opportunity and move on. I got fired from my IT position for not working on a doctor's personal home computer. The company swiftly imploded as a result. Back in the dark ages, around 1993, I worked for a medical transcription firm as their system admin. We were doing some cutting-edge IT stuff. In getting transcriptions printed at the hospital remotely, using print cues with the modem number hard-coded in, and the system would look for cues with anything in them, and dial the number if it found anything in that queue. It worked really well, until it didn't. I was the only system admin in the city, so I was on call 24-7, 365, and was averaging three hours of sleep per night, when I could go home and trying to catch little catnaps here and there when I could. Anytime something would go wrong on the hospital side, I would have to go to the hospital and fix it. A few months after I started, two of the VPs from corporate relocated to my city, since we were the most productive city with the highest profits. The first thing they did was come up with an excuse to fire the current director. Then they took over operations themselves. Then my job went from taking care of our systems to taking care of the doctor's computers too. I did what I could, but I was also sending out resumes. Then one day I was told to go to a hospital and see why the printing stopped. I remember this day. I hadn't been home for two days and had been going non-stop for 18 hours. I get there and someone had unplugged the modem. I plug it back in and a call comes in and jobs start printing. This doctor walks over and tells me that VP number one told him that I would go out to his house and work on his home computer. I politely explain to the doctor that I can't do that and that I'm heading home to get some sleep. Then I head back to the office to pick up a few things before heading home. As soon as I walk through the door, I get escorted straight to the VP's office. Both VP1, VP2, and the office manager are there. They proceed to start chewing me out. I just started laughing at them. I'm the only person in a thousand miles that knows anything about this system. They lose their temper and tell me I'm fired and am to leave immediately. I really said thank you and then left. 
This was on December 15th, my oldest son's birthday. On the way home, I stop at a mom and pop computer store where I know some of the people to drop off a resume. They tell me that they have no openings right now, but will call me when they do. I talk to a couple of friends while I'm there, then head on home. The only thing I'm worried about is telling my girlfriend that I got fired. I walk through the door and she's at work. I see the answering machine blinking, so I hit play. It's the mom and pop computer store, saying their primary novel engineer just quit, and am I still available? I call them back and let them know I'll be there tomorrow. That began a much more peaceful career, with better pay, rotating on call, and most every weekend and holiday off. By the way, the medical transcription firm imploded. The VPs were fired. They floundered for about a year and were bought up by a competing firm. But whatever, those jerks deserve it. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I don't understand how higher-ups sometimes can't fathom how important a specific employee is, especially when it comes to tech support like what this guy was doing. Like they said, no one else knew how to handle the problems that they knew how to handle. And I can almost guarantee that there were plenty of issues after our original poster got let go. When he said he got home and there was a message waiting on the machine, I was seriously expecting it to be the VPs saying that they had screwed up and needed him to come back. I'm glad that our poster was able to find another job so quickly though. A lot of people aren't that lucky. I returned the birthday gift I got for my boyfriend after he insulted me about my colorful past. I, 26 year old female, dipped into my savings and got Mike, my boyfriend, 27, a PS5 for his birthday yesterday. He knew he was getting the PS5 because he told me that the PS5 is the only thing he wants. We've been together for four years, so the cost didn't matter. That is, until I found out what he thinks about me. Some background. When I was 18, I was involved with Jake, a guy who I met online. We ended things after three months and I moved on shortly after with Adam, a guy from work. I found out a couple months later that Jake and Adam were actually really close friends, but I didn't know Jake long enough to meet his friend group, so I had no idea. After finding out, I took some time off dating, and two years later I met my current boyfriend Mike. 
I was upfront and honest with Mike about my past and the fact that I was unintentionally involved with friends. He said he understood and my past didn't bother him. Last night at his party, I showed up with the PS5 and him and his friends were screaming with joy. His best female friend Jessica laughed and said, I wish I was a thought so I could afford a PS5 too. I looked at her with an excuse me look on my face and she just said never mind and walked away. I confronted my boyfriend about it and he said and I quote she's just messing with you. You can't take a joke. So I pushed further as to why this girl is even calling me names to begin with. And he said, well, everyone knows you were a thought before you met me. I asked him to explain how I was a thought before him. And he said, you know, messing with best friends. He then pat me on the shoulder and said that it's okay because I'm not who I was back then. And if he could get over my colorful past and thought mentalities to give me a chance, then I could get over Jessica's comments and give her another chance. I didn't say anything. I just got up, took the PS5 from the gift table and left. He was not happy. He literally called me like 20 times, but I didn't care. I was so hurt that I took the bow off and took it straight back to the store I got it from. They happily refunded it. I thought that I was done, but Mike and all his friends, including Jessica, are berating me for being petty, and they're all saying I brought this on myself by making poor choices. I responded to Mike and told him that he deserves better than me, so find someone who wasn't a thought and get the PS5 from them because I returned it. He started screaming about how I'm the biggest jerk for returning it and how I should be happy he ignored my colorful past. I'm thinking maybe taking it back went too far. Am I the jerk? I don't think you're a jerk at all. Honestly, like that's gotta hurt a lot to hear that from someone that you've been with for four years. It sounds like he has a completely different image of you from the person that you actually are, or were at least. And it goes beyond his own mentality of you because he's now going around saying all these things to his friends who are then gonna develop the same opinion of you. It's not a colorful past because you dated people who happened to be friends. You weren't even aware of it at the time. And you know what? Even if you did, I don't think it's that big a deal because you were only with these guys for a couple of months each. You've been with your current man for four years now. Surely he knows you better than that by now and would understand that you're not that kind of person. Him acting all high and mighty like he's overlooked your dirty past is just gross. My roommate's friend opened a very special bottle of wine and I'm demanding that she replace it. I, 23-year-old female, share an apartment with two roommates, 28-year-old female and 25-year-old female. My 28-year-old female roommate, Morgan, sometimes has friends over, and they'll watch movies and drink something, usually wine. I don't really drink wine, just once or twice a year on special occasions. The most recent time was because my sis wanted to do a wine tasting while we were on a trip together. At the winery, I found the first wine I've actually enthusiastically liked, a spicy wine infused with hot peppers. I bought a bottle, took it home, and put it in my section of the shared pantry. A couple of months went by without incident. Then, one Friday night, I came home to Morgan and two of her friends drinking it. I confronted her about it, and she said that her friend had opened it without knowing it was mine. Morgan apparently realized the mistake, but thought it would be okay because I've said that I don't like wine before. What makes you think that made it okay? I've said that before, yes, but this is literally the only wine I've ever enjoyed enough to buy a bottle of. 
I was saving it for a special occasion, or maybe to share the next time my sister came to visit, but they drank most of it, and now there's barely a full glass left. I told her I wanted her to replace it, and she agreed. Well, a couple weeks later, she said that she'd get me another bottle, but it was just regular wine from the liquor store. I told her that she must have misunderstood. I don't want just any old bottle of regular wine. I want her to get me another bottle of the actual wine that she and her friends drank. Her eyes got really wide and she started complaining about how that winery is a three hour drive away and that wasn't fair because it was her friend who opened it and not her. Honestly, I told her that I didn't really care. Morgan knew it was mine and let her friends drink it anyway. She could have told her friend that it was mine and to put it away and then told me about it and I would have understood. But no, she let them go ahead and even poured herself a glass. She was still drinking it when I came home. So am I being the jerk here? Uh, okay, I get where you're coming from, but I do think you're kind of being a little bit of a jerk. You're roommates. These things happen. Her friend accidentally opened a bottle of wine that you really like. Is it really worth straining the relationship over, though? I get it. You don't drink a lot, and this was one drink that you do actually like. But mistakes happen. And like I said, you still have to live with this girl for the foreseeable future. I don't think it's worth butting heads over. I would say the next time your sister's in town that you guys go up to this winery again and get a new bottle and that Morgan can pay for it. I get that that means that you have to make the drive, but I don't really think it's fair to have to have her drive three hours because her friend made a mistake. I really do see where both parties are coming from on this, but I'm gonna have to say that you are being a little bit of a jerk. But again, I understand why. I have a brother that's seven years older than me, and we've never been particularly close. To be honest, he isn't even all that nice to me. A few years ago, he got married, and I was asked to be a bridesmaid in his wedding. I felt like it was just for show since her brother was a groomsman, and they wanted the big traditional church wedding. I really didn't want to, but in the end, I did it to make my mom happy. Now I'm getting married, and we're having small wedding parties that are only people close to us. We're definitely not going traditional. One of my bridesmaids is a dude, and his sister is one of the groomsmen. Now it's a big thing, and my sister-in-law is upset that I didn't ask her to be one, and my brother is peeved because he claims it's the right thing to do to ask her. He's debating coming to the wedding if I don't ask her to be one. I really don't want to. She'll take over everything and make it what she wants it to be. I also only want people I'm actually close to to be in my wedding party. My mom is asking me to just be the bigger person and ask her and keep the peace. But I really don't want to. Does that make me a jerk? You said it yourself that you're having a much smaller wedding. You don't need to fill out a large wedding party. You're not going to take off someone who you actually care about to put this person on. That's just not going to happen. And it's your wedding. You should have who you want up there. They don't get to dictate that. And the fact that your brother's threatening to not even come to the wedding if you don't ask her to be a bridesmaid says a lot as well. Maybe you're just better off with them not coming at all. Just something to consider. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.